0: And I just know there's a lot of amazing people out there listening right now who they're doing a ton of work and you're listening and you're tracking habits and you're trying to figure out figure out the negative parts of your ego and the positive parts of your ego. But if your partner's not doing the work you are, there is an unfortunate chance that the relationship will
1: not succeed. As pessimistic as that might sound, all I'm saying is that if you're not doing the work on yourself... If your partner's not doing the work on themselves, and if you two are not working on improving the relationship, the relationship is not going to flourish. It's just not. Welcome to
0: Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary. And I am your co host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart driven but no BS approach to holistic self improvement for dream chasers.
1: We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your
0: wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, episode number 1,463, One Skill We All Need to Be More Successful. Today, for episode number 1,464, The Hardest Thing to Learn About Love. Long before I was hyper-conscious podcast speaker coach Kev, I was just a guy who enjoyed helping people. I've always enjoyed helping people, even though sometimes I didn't really know how to help them, and I didn't know if if what I was telling them was actually helping them. But I remember I had someone who I had dated... And this is where my life gets really weird. I dated someone. And after it was more a friends with benefits situation, I'll just say that Taryn loves when I talk about my friends with benefits on the podcast. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It was a friends with benefits situation, but we were actually really friends. And when we stopped hanging out, this person a few months later met someone and they, they would message me and say, hey, what do you think's going on here? Or what are your thoughts on this? And I took it very seriously. I was like, hmm, I know a lot of... So it was a a woman who was dating a man. I know a lot of guys. I can probably figure out some of the behavior that's happening based on what I've seen from my friends and other relationships. All right, Kevin cool. me... the date doctor. Kevin the date doctor. Nice. I like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Brand that. You're the relationship guy now, so you're far ahead of me in the coaching when it comes to that. But at the time, I didn't know anything else, really. And there are just some relationship fundamentals that just always made sense to me always so I remember having this very difficult conversation with this person I said look it's it's very clear that you're focused on this relationship and you're focused on growing and being a better partner and being uh, having a higher level of communication and just increasing the quality of the relationship I have to keep it real with you Not all relationships are going to succeed. And truthfully, unless your partner changes like everything about themselves, I don't think yours is either. That was a very hard thing to tell that person because this person was a sweet human being and the person she was with was toxic. He was, he was not a good person. He just wasn't. He was not a good man. And that was the the conversation we had. I said, look, I know we hear this all the time. Love conquers all Everything works with love. And I said, at the end of the day, love is great. I I enjoy love thoroughly. It's amazing, and it's an amazing thing to have in your life. It does not fix all problems. That is what we're talking about today. And this trigger warning, this is this might be a little bit heavy. The hardest thing to learn about love is it doesn't always work, unfortunately. It doesn't conquer all. And love is a feeling. Love is an energy. But there's a lot that goes into staying in love, going deeper into love, remaining in love over the long run. And I just know there's a lot of amazing people out there listening right now who they're doing a ton of work and you're listening and you're tracking habits and you're trying to figure out, figure out the negative parts of your ego and the positive parts of your ego. But if your partner's not doing the work you are, there is an unfortunate chance that the relationship will not succeed. And
1: that is the heart-driven but no BS truth that we want to deliver today. The first thing I want to share here is what I told Kevin behind the scenes, which is I love this topic. The reason I love this topic is because it's a hard truth that I think can free everyone in a way. And it certainly I think when we're young, we're taught that love conquers all. And, you know, these these sort of little quips or fortune cookie quotes that that are affirming and supportive, and I get why they exist, but they're not fully accurate. They may have some truth, but they're not the whole truth. And I think that instead of a blue pen, Kevin and I want to describe that this is not just a blue pen. This is a navy royal blue ballpoint pen that is also a gel pen with a gel grip. The person who uses that second tool is going to be much more effective. And so instead of love conquers all, it's Love is one part of a relationship that is absolutely critical, but the the quote that I want to replace it with is, relationships don't work unless you put in the work. So Kevin, you and I interviewed Tori Leto. She's a friend of ours. She spoke on one of our stages, and she does and studies relationships. She does relationship family therapy. She is a clinician. She's worked with hundreds if not thousands of couples and at this stage i've actually worked with dozens if not hundreds of couples so it's so clear to me and for those of you who don't get the chance to work with this many different couples this many different people from this many different countries from this many different backgrounds like tori and myself it might not make as much sense and you might think you're the only one one of my favorite things about being a coach is i get to tell people this is not a you issue this is an issue this is not a you problem. This is a relationship problem. So you're not the only one who is deeply in love. And that's not enough. As, as, as pessimistic as that might sound, all I'm saying is that if you're not doing the work on yourself, if your partner's not doing the work on themselves, and if you two are not working on improving the relationship, the relationship is not going to flourish. It's just not. And so I've coached a bunch of different couples and to go back to the Tory thing, we asked Tori when we interviewed her, I don't know what episode it was, but it was in the early hundreds, probably two hundreds. And she said, one of the things that I think is most fascinating about relationships is with our careers, we understand we have to work hard to be successful. With fitness, we understand we have to work hard in the gym to get in shape. But for some reason with relationships, we think they're just going to work without hard work. And she says, it's just not true. It's just false. It's just inaccurate. And I think it's, you know, a little bit naive for us to think that. So there's three buckets that I put each couple in, and maybe you're in one of these three buckets and you can transform out of these two. So this is not like you're fixed and I'm labeling you and you're just stuck forever. None of that. The first is bucket one. This is a couple where neither partner are really working on themselves and they're just coasting. And the relationship is usually a lot of fun. Maybe you met in high school, maybe you met after college, maybe you met in college, but you are not really proactively building yourselves, developing yourselves, developing each other and building a magnificent life together. It's kind of stumble upon, we had a good time together, fell in love kind of thing. And again, that's bucket one, not making that wrong. I've been there too, but that's bucket one. Bucket two is one partner is working on themselves and on the relationship. The other partner is reluctant to work on themselves. I have one couple I'm thinking of that the husband came to his wife and literally said, I'm not really into personal development. I don't really care about personal growth like you do. I don't really want to work on myself. And maybe that will change one day, but right now I just don't. That's bucket two. Bucket two, a lot of our conscious couples podcast listeners so emilia and i have another podcast called the conscious couples podcast and a lot of our listeners struggle with that second bucket because they're listening to a podcast about how to improve the relationship but one of the unfortunate truths is is that if your husband or your wife or your your partner is not also working on themselves and the relationship it can be very difficult it can feel a lot like trying to drag a dumpster up a mountain and i've been there too by the way Bucket three is awesome. Bucket three is what I hope for everyone. Bucket three is what I'm fortunate to be in now with Emilia, where she is working on herself every single day to a drastic extent. She has a therapist. She has coaches. I'm one of her coaches. She's just constantly working on herself where I'm doing the same. And we both also proactively work on the relationship. So bucket one is neither partner is really working on themselves or the relationship. They're kind of coasting. Bucket two is one partner is working really hard on themselves and trying to improve the relationship. And bucket three is both partners are. And fortunately for Kevin and myself, we've finally gotten to bucket three, but trust me, we did not start there. And so the question becomes, how do we get people into bucket three? I think of it this way. Alan and I are in a canoe. We've been fishing
0: together, but we've never been fishing in a canoe together, I don't think. Nah, we would have tipped it for sure. Definitely. (laughs) I want you to imagine that Alan is sitting in the front of this canoe and I'm sitting on the back and Alan is paddling on the left side of the canoe and I am paddling on the right side of the canoe. If number one, if I don't paddle, we're just going to go in circles. If I paddle on the same side as Alan, we're going to go in faster circles. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really know the logistics of that the physics of that, (laughs) probably not going to be great. If you could bet on somebody. So if there's two canoes, Alan and I, who are just all over the place, we're not on the same page. I am on one end paddling. He's on the other. Sometimes I'm not paddling at all. I might be trying to tip the canoe. And on the other, so on the other side of the racing line, there's somebody who is just perfect. One side, one side, one side, one side. That's a really good example of a relationship that is going to make it the distance and one that's just going to stay stuck. And here's the, this is the saddest part. You might internalize that as, oh, I can't quote unquote fix my partner. I can't seem to make any, any headway on this. It doesn't mean you're not growing a ton. It just might mean that that other person isn't the right person for you. That's the hardest thing to tell someone is, look, you can love something that doesn't serve you. 100% you can love something toxic. You can love something that's not great for you. You can love something that's not going to be around forever, unfortunately, but you have to have that real talk with yourself of, am I working on myself as much as I can on a scale of one to 10? How much nine out of 10? All right. Awesome. Good for you. Good for you. On a scale of one to 10, how much is your partner working on themselves? Two out of 10. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how well have you done in communicating the difference in the fear and potential uncertainty and insecurity with vulnerability between those two numbers? Now, I feel like I've done a really good job. Just nothing's changed. Maybe it's time for a, a deeper conversation. And that's just the that's the hard thing. Now, of course, you can go to therapy and you can hire a coach like Alan or go see Tori Aletto. I would recommend both of them highly. Alan and Emilia. I want to make sure I give Emilia credit. Definitely Alan and Emilia. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but there's no guarantee that that's going to work. Hey everybody, my name is Bianca and I am the co-founder and COO of Evolve Ventures Technologies. The only reason I'm able to do the things that I'm able to do today is because of the guidance that Alan gave and how much he never gave up on me even when I wanted to. If you are looking for a coach, if you're looking for a mentor, there is no one better than Alan. There's nobody who's done more research. There's nobody who's put in more effort than him. He will go above and beyond to make sure that you become everything you've ever dreamed of. And I'm the proof.
1: Alan, you changed my life and i will forever
0: be grateful for you here's a, this is another good thought you can hire a business coach what are you trying to say there's no guarantee there's no guarantee i'm, I'm kidding you know man. i believe there is no guarantee yeah i believe you're really good I'm being
1: playful man you're good but that's funny <laughs> it, it,
0: it's almost like a, a business coach if you go and hire a business coach they can tell you a lot of what to do but you got to still do it and mm-hmm. if you have a business partner. Imagine Alan and I go and we see a business coach, and they say, "This is exactly what you guys need to do to succeed." And we walk out of that room, and I tell Alan, "No, not doing it." Nope. Just like the thumbnail. <laughs> the yeah, just like the thumbnail in our, in our previous episode. How'd that work out for us? Pretty good. I would say, all things considered, we are producing Evan Carmichael's podcast, so that's pretty good. Things are. That's good news. Yeah, it works out. Have, Work Things dope. have come up, so yeah, that's very nice.
1: It's all because we didn't do that first thumbnail. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah, we
0: we stuck in his mind for that.
1: But If I someone's really listening, you- by the way, that's a reference from the last episode. So yes. if you haven't listened to the last episode, we apologize for messy, uh, a reference that is going to have no context.
0: Messy action. Messy action. Yep. Th- I think that's a really good example. Unfortunately, you can work really, really hard on yourself, and you can work really, really hard on your relationship, but if the person on the other side is not doing the same... It might not last the reason relationships are so hard is because there's two people Going for a run Is as challenging as your level of fitness and cardiovascular health health and the path that you choose It's just it's you against you and the environment when you're in a relationship. It's you against you and it's You against your partner being against themselves and it's them against whatever they're going through. There's a lot more factors that play into this so again, a very heavy episode. I do enjoy doing these as well because I think sometimes this is what you need to hear. Not necessarily what you want to hear, but I have people in mind right now that I'm thinking of that I hope they hear this and I hope it resonates with them because I've been in this too. I've had these situations. I've had the situations where I was working on myself diligently and trying to work on the the partnership and it just didn't work. I've also been on the other side where I had a partner who worked very hard on themselves and worked very hard on the relationship. And I was just not ready. I was just not ready to do it. I wasn't capable of that yet, or at least I didn't, I didn't feel capable. So yeah, I also
1: have both sides of this experience similar to you, Alan. The story I want to share here is of a person that I, I care about deeply. I started coaching her two, two years ago. Started out in group coaching and then eventually did one-on-one coaching. And she was in a relationship that was definitely not toxic. I always do green, yellow, red. It was yellow. It was not red. So red is toxic. You can't win there. No matter what you do, there's no point. Like, just leave. And that's the hard truth. So if you know you're in a red situation, you you really do have to just uh, cut ties as hard as that is. I've been there as well. It's the worst. It's the worst. Because you want to believe it's not red, but deep down you know it is. It's like the worst. Okay, Uh she was in a yellow situation, which what I mean by that is she wasn't really flourishing to her full potential, and her partner definitely wasn't either. And he was kind of holding her back, but not not toxic, not in a toxic way. This was a good, good guy, good dude. And we actually did some relationship talks coaching with them, and they were he wasn't toxic. She wasn't toxic. They were just very incompatible. They didn't have any goals in common. Their core values were definitely not in common. This person was not nearly as growth oriented as, as my client. And fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Eventually she leaves him and they both go off, do their own thing. She's in lonely land, what we refer to as lonely land for quite a long time. Probably, I guess it wasn't that long, probably six months, six months. She was alone and working on herself. And she's like, is anyone going to be out there? And am I ever going to find my person and that whole doubt land of, I don't know if this is going to work. And again, I've been there too. Prior to meeting Emilia, I was definitely there. I was like, is this ever going to happen? Am I going to be alone until I'm 50? And so anyways, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. She meets someone. Uh, and I have since heard many, many things about this person. I haven't met him personally yet, but I was talking to this person recently. We were on a coaching call. And I said, how obvious is it to you now that that last relationship was just never going to work? She said, 10 out of 10. I would kick my own ass if I could go back in time. That was what she said. Now, hindsight is 2020. I have a partner where I, if I could go back and talk to me, I'd be like, dude, wake up. Like, leave now. This is never going to work. You are, this is pipe dream stuff. You need to wake up. Santa Claus is not real. Now, that wasn't that extreme for her. But at the end of the day, I told her, and this was really hard for me because I was coaching her while she was with this other partner. And I said, honestly, in my honest opinion, if you want to achieve these dreams and you want to maximize your potential, there's just no way. My, I don't want to say this. Most people will never tell you this. Most people aren't even aware of this. I coach enough people. There, there's just no way. There's just no way, unless something drastically changes to Kevin's original point, unless this person changes everything about themselves, which, by the way, they shouldn't have to do. They shouldn't have to change everything about themselves. That's fair. You're a unicorn. You're very unique. And, and you need to find another person as unique. Maybe not as unique, but at least more so than this. So anyways, I, I fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. I'm on the call and I ask her, I said, isn't it interesting how what I told you back then is so 10 out of 10 obvious to you now? And she said, yeah. I said, now here's the killer question, the, the, the million-dollar question. What isn't obvious to you now that is still obvious to me? Mm. What isn't obvious to either of us now that we're missing? And so this older version of her that didn't want to admit that this wasn't going to work, that didn't want to leave her partner because she loved him, that wanted to believe love was enough, she had to let that part go. She had to evolve. She had to grow. She had to face the hard truth. And when she did, she had to face Lonely land for six months. And now she's in a relationship where when she looks back at her past relationship, she wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole because now she knows the difference. This is the problem. We don't know what we don't know. I've been in relationships in the past that were awful They were just awful in comparison to my relationship with Emilia. But I had never met Emilia. So I had never been in a magnificent relationship before. So I don't know any different. You don't know any different. But deep down intuitively, you kind of have this thing that's saying, you know what, Alan, there's got to be more than this. This can't be it for you. There's no way that this is all you're meant for. And if you have that intuitive whisper, Kevin and I talk about how the whisper eventually becomes a scream. If you have that intuitive whisper, you got to answer it. Even if that means you only leave your partner for a couple weeks just to see, and then you realize I made a mistake and then you guys get back together. There's a lot of value in taking a leap of faith and no matter what, you're going to get more information. Because I I know that there's a lot of couples we coach where it's like, well, as soon as I leave him, he's going to transform everything. I said, I know. But the irony is you're sitting there thinking he's going to transform while he has you. It's not going to happen. A lot of people are transformed after pain. So I'm not going to tell anyone what to do. I hope you can identify which bucket you're in. Bucket one is you're deeply in love but you're kind of coasting. Neither one of you is really working on yourself. That's probably not you because you're listening to this podcast. Number bucket two is one of you is really working hard to try to be better and create a better life and create a better relationship. And bucket three is both of you are flourishing. And yeah, you're struggle bus because you're working on yourselves and growing and growing pains are there, but your relationship is flourishing as a byproduct of growth. And if you're not in bucket three, the only wrong answer in my opinion is to sit back and not take a look. We talked about this a while ago. There's
0: an anomaly. It was like, there's an anomaly. There's a surprise. This was your framework. I know. I just don't remember what it was. I have to go back and listen because I haven't talked about it. I kind of completely forgot. Something along the lines of, yeah, probably. (laughs) An anomaly is something that happens just extremely rarely, just extremely rarely to the point where you are unreasonably surprised. I would say a surprise is probably like a pleasant surprise. Oh, that happened again. I didn't really expect that, but it doesn't, it doesn't blow your mind. Then you have a pattern, something that is fairly consistent. And then a law, something that is like a guarantee. When Alan and I travel, it is a law that we look for a gym. It's the first thing we do when we travel together, we always work out. It would be an absolute anomaly for us to eat at a restaurant when we travel together. Cause I don't know if we've ever done that. <laughs> we I don't think we. Have it. we yeah, have I don't know <laughs> if you and I have ever eaten at a restaurant together. That would be an absolute anomaly. We went one time TGI Fridays with the Cope Daddy. That was five years ago. Yeah, least. yeah, I know. That was yeah. six years. ago. I think but, it was but, like yeah. seven
1: years ago. Actually, so that but,
0: would be a that would be an anomaly. Yep. If that ever happened, ask yourself that question. When it comes to your relationship, what are those? What are the anomalies? Are the anomalies your partner says something that surprises you about growth? Okay. Is it, has it become a pattern? Is it a surprise? Because at the end of the day, to Alan's point, the last, I don't want you to do anything different based on this episode, but I do want it to be an opportunity for you to think about it and just say, wow, I've been, I've been waiting on this for six years and nothing has changed. But I've grown so much and I feel like I have to lessen myself. So again, heavy episode, a lot of contemplation, hopefully, but sometimes that's all you can do. You don't have to make a new decision today. You can have a new distinction. And, there's nothing wrong with that. What's your next level nugget, sir? My le- my next level nugget is we have to have you off here in four minutes because you have a coaching call. Oh. My next level nugget is you deserve someone who's willing to put in the amount of effort into the relationship and themselves that you are. That would be my next level nugget.
1: It's fire. Yeah, I agree. Uh my next level nugget. You're not going to have a flourishing relationship unless you can be on the same page and be on the same team. And the last part of my next level nugget is honestly check in with courage, humility, and vulnerability. Those three, in my opinion, and in hindsight I was emotionally mature in my, you know, teens and twenties. Courage, humility, and vulnerability If you don't have high levels of that, I don't believe your relationship will flourish. I I I really don't. And so if your partner doesn't have humility, courage, and vulnerability, or you don't, look in look at that first. Last thing before we go, if you ever
0: need any assistance when it comes to this, please reach out. I I don't do coaching. Alan does. So if you're looking for a coach who can help you with this as well as peak performance, business, all of that, reach out to Alan. If you ever want to bounce a question off of somebody, I'm my DMS are always open. Shoot me a, shoot me a message. You don't have to do it alone. You can, you can get feedback from other people. And I can promise you, if you are getting feedback from us, it's from a non judgmental place. Obviously at this point, we've heard a lot of stories and we've just had a lot of experiences shared with clients and community members. So you are safe in that tomorrow for episode number 1,465 juggling emotion and logic. I am very excited for that one. I figured you'd like that one as well. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Keep flourishing
1: with your partner, Next Level Nation.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family.
1: We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.